and then like examples like that we might see in culture whether it's music or whatever so i put like 50 shades of gray would definitely be okay an example of like what you know a lot of older moms are like ooh that 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 seems like a fun relationship and it's like no ew really i don't know <laughs> it's popular why would it ought to be popular well, i didn't think it was like older moms i'm just saying that okay <laughs> I, I do wonder what the audience is though i'm gonna look it up oh my gosh what the f- what 70 million copies of the 50 shades of gray series have been sold so far in the u.s this is as of 2013 the first book in the series 50 shades of gray became the fastest selling paperback book ever beating out jk rowling's harry potter series come on i was gonna say come on america and then i was like well back to the Christ in Culture. This is Gordon, and this week, neither Clint nor Steve is, will be joining me because Steve's been really busy at work. Uh, last week, he was out of town in, like, South Texas, and this week, he is out of town in San Antonio. So it's supposed to be me and Steve. I know he hasn't been on in a while, and I'm sure he misses it. And Clint was in Georgia, my hometown, actually, this past week. He just got back today for a bachelor party not his but because of that we are leaving really early this week for an encounter houston conference or encounter texas i think is what it's called now and we've mentioned that last podcast and so on so we'll be there this weekend because of that we need to record early this week edit it and get it out early because we won't have time otherwise and so i invited my fiance on lizzie wren in order to prove that she exists and for her sake to prove that I am actually taken. So, Lizzie Wren, <laughs> say hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm sure this is, is this weird. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm like uncomfortable. Yeah. Are you uh, cold? Because sometimes I get cold when I'm nervous. And so I'm, I'm not okay, cold because I'm nervous, but it's colder in this room than it was downstairs. Okay, cool. But yeah, so invite her on just kind of pulling a crunch. If you listen to the crunch. Uh, <laughs> Who? <laughs> Not that uh, Phoebe <laughs> on the crunch was Patrick's fiance, but they were dating and he had her on after a while. But yeah, just because I needed a guest on, couldn't schedule a other special guest. Lizzie is a special guest. <laughs> <laughs> nice save. Yeah. But yeah, she's a longtime listener of the podcast, hasn't listened to some episodes in a while, but she only listens because I'm, she only listens because I'm on here. <laughs> She doesn't like listen because she's a fan of the podcast. <laughs> it's a great podcast. I was not given a script to say that. No, that's true. And she does recommend topics and stuff. And she does the TCIC do. thing um, naturally when oh, yeah. when she watches Before, movies yeah. and shows. So I think a lot of our media will be the same. But, you know, the deal, what have you been taking in lately or at all because you've never been on? Well, we've been watching Downton Abbey for a while. I never thought that I would be into that, but I had a friend pass away a couple months ago, and he really loved Downton Abbey, and he used to always tell me to watch it, and was like, no, Lizzie, I swear you'll love it, and I'm like, whatever, you don't know what you're talking about, and then uh, the day that he passed away, we, Gordon and I, I just wanted to do a bunch of things that he really loved, so we watched Downton Abbey, and now we're obsessed with it. (laughs) um and uh heard me talk about it before oh i wouldn't know because i don't listen to the podcast (laughs) it's a great podcast great (laughs) podcast you should definitely listen and yeah so i've been watching that we just watched an episode of that last night and i look at memes on instagram a lot but a big one (laughs) that I haven't actually done in a while, but I started listening to this paranormal podcast. And I realized at one point that I probably shouldn't listen to it because 
there was one episode where one of the hosts was like yeah my mom my stepmom practices witchcraft and la 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 and i was like cool Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but that was really easy to listen to just all the time it's a paranormal and true crime podcast it's called and that's why we drink and i was actually trapped into it because i thought it would be like super funny and it is like funny but i thought it would be totally different than it is and then i got like stuck and was like i want to keep listening to this so yeah and then i think that's that's about it for me for me biggest thing is i've been listening to the wolverine podcast oh yeah i don't remember what it's called it was called a long night i know now it's called wolverine the lost trail season two is the lost trail that's been really good and that's about it so because lizzie was my girlfriend and very recently has become my fiance what i know this is the first she's finding out about this yikes (laughs) yikes <laughs> no uh i just i thought it'd be what well, we could talk about because we kind of we when i was like do you want to be on the podcast and all this stuff we were like what should we talk about and we went we named like three different topics that we were like we could do this this or this because we love those movies and there's stuff in them but then we'd have to like kind of rewatch them to kind of make sure we got the themes and it's just been a crazy week because we just we both she i don't know if i ever mentioned she also works for a door ministry that i i work with yep you do and different mission different parish but we both and all of Ador just kind of finished summer on saturday we took all the kids to the beach in galveston uh, which is our version of a beach and (laughs) close out those close out the summer and so it is it is and since i have to have this i had needed this like to really be recorded by today we just didn't have time to like sit down and watch one of those themes so we've always toyed with the idea of starting a podcast (laughs) ourselves as a couple you know just a catholic couple podcast but it wouldn't be a catholic podcast and we would want to talk about just like hot topics of just our opinions things that we feel but it kind of originated and it wouldn't stick to this but it probably would come up a lot like relationships and catholic dating or christian dating or just dating in general and so i thought we could talk about that here because when i mentioned that to her she's like well how does that fit with your podcast like what is your podcast and i was like it's christ in culture she's like oh we could talk about like dating culture i was like exactly so we've talked about art we've talked about video games now we've talked about board games the comic books in the future, we'd want like to talk about coffee and, and even like brewing beer because we and Steve like to do that. So, just like culture and art and media, and so we're dating. We're experts in dating, I think. Mm-hmm. 100%. We're, we're pros. Yeah. So we wanted to share our wisdom and knowledge on on the, on the, the, the dating culture and maybe where where we see that in in media and such. So first and foremost, let's talk about what society tells us about dating or expectations. So like what you thought dating was as a young lad, young middle schooler. A young lass. Sure. (laughs) That's a boy, Gordon. I know. Are you, oh, you're talking about yourself or? Yeah. Okay. Either one. Okay. Or you. Typical, you know, talking about yourself. But what's like the biggest trope that you, you kind of, has changed for you like i thought this was like a thing for me like i thought dating was this uh, when i was younger or just in general and now i know that's definitely not true even though a lot of my friends or a lot of other people might think it's true well oh man i have like a ton well, um, let's talk about it <laughs> well one was i mean you watch like movies you know like the classic disney princesses you're like cinderella well, okay, first of all, I didn't really ever like any of the classic, like, Disney princess movies. Me neither. I kind of liked Sleeping Beauty, just because I think I didn't really see her very much, but I loved The Lion King. I loved The Aristocats. Basically, any movie that had, like, animals talking was, like, what I was or, into. Like, fish. Or fish. Oh, well, Gordon loved The Little Mermaid. First crush. <laughs> And uh, Mulan was one that I just loved. Gordon 
shook his head because he was never into Mulan. I never got into it. I, never... I it's I th- I really think it's because you weren't a girl. It's probably like, truthfully. But there's a lot of guys like Clint, Cody, all of them love Mulan. Yeah, because she's and they're like, oh my gosh, look how beautiful. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> just it's. Authentic. I'm just gonna cuss. It's authentic. I'm just saying. I should have said that in the beginning. This is going to be an explicit podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Gordon's going to have to bleed me out. But so... Lots of fart noises. <laughs> also, is it bad if this podcast is... If it takes us like three hours to record this? Um, I, I will, mean, probably not. I will like, push us along. Okay. Dang, I don't like that. But okay. So anyway, back to what you were asking me originally... You know, you watch these movies and as a girl, like as a little girl, you put yourself in the place of a girl in the show. So like all of these movies were like all about, you know, like them finding one guy who's like the prince that's going to save them. And I feel like this is like a classic thing now that people talk about. But like, it's true that, you know, as a kid, I believed that like there was going to be one person that I was going to end up with and I needed to find them and like that was just how it worked and then (laughs) I'll never forget the day that my mom so I I think that was probably like the biggest one for me but I'll never forget the, the, the day that my mom was like I asked her I think it was in high school if she believed in soulmates and she was like and I'm, I was very close with my mom, so I, like, listened to everything that she said. And she said, you know, I think that there are people who fall in love and can make it work. And I don't think that there are soulmates. And I was like, what the fuck, mom? Like, obviously I didn't say that, but that's what I was thinking in my head. Like, I mean, not... Well, probably in high school, that's exactly what I was thinking. But I was so, it like blew my mind because forever I had thought like this was true. Yep. Um, And no one had really told me otherwise, you know, like I think people had tried to, but it just wasn't clicking. And I just thought like, you know, it was going to be perfect. Like it was going to be smooth sailing. Life was going to get better as soon as I found that person. Yeah. So I think that was probably the biggest one for me. Yeah, I'm trying to think because what you just shared was like, I guess the expectations as a female, especially when you were little. Yeah. Seeing like like Cinderella and stuff. And so I was trying to think the other. And I guess it would be like, for guys, it could be like two things would be like looks. Like, well, if I'm muscular, I get the the girl. If if I see she's in trouble, I just got to save her. Help me. Yeah, the damsel in distress. That's classic. Me. That's why Hercules was so good. Um, oh man, Meg is just exactly Hercules was so Meg good because he was he was that he was trying to fulfill that role, and she was like, "I, I don't need your help." <laughs> what do I look like, chopped liver? <laughs> but the other would be the, and I think this is more popular, like just like the contrast um, today of being the provider guys being the mm. provider in the, in the family and the relationship which still can be true and is true um, but I do think with I don't want to say feminism but like women like cultural movement and then like coming out of like mm. equal rights well, and yeah jobs it's and almost like stuff. women saying like we kind of need to be like men instead of like right oh I'm a woman and that's beautiful and you're a man and that's beautiful like yeah. Yeah, and so I'm not. I'm not saying. It's a warped thing. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying for some well, f- situations there might be stay-at-home dads and a wife that supports the family. Yeah. And the expectation of I have to grow up, get married if that's what I'm called into, and then support a family that might not be what you're called into. You might mm-hmm. be called into a family and the vocation of marriage, but you might be called into, like both of you guys are working i know i know couples where both both mm-hmm. work and they have to have some sit yeah I know people totally where the wife because of what they've worked up to has like just this better paying job and it just works out in mm-hmm. that situation so um just that change but for me the biggest trope of ex of not what society well i guess what society kind of taught me but also mostly i guess it was uh 
nurtured was was fighting and it was that like fighting is healthy mm-hmm. which i think there's truth to that yeah there is healthy fighting i don't think it's i think that's what the term should be yeah but it's always like fighting is healthy like if you're fighting that means like you're growing in your relationship mm-hmm. and it's really there's there is healthy fighting and not healthy fighting mm-hmm. but because it was portrayed to me as fighting is healthy when i was fighting in relationships growing up even though it was unhealthy oh, fighting yeah i thought oh well, this is a good thing <laughs> <laughs> this means our relationship is going well great we should get married and yeah so i know i know that now but at the time i did not know that yeah and i feel like there's like a lot of ryan gosling movies movies uh that you can portray unhealthy and healthy fighting like like la la land oh my gosh so good like uh have you guys done a podcast on that no okay like the one where he's oh uh blue blue heart no oh um blue Blue valentine Valentine. oh man that movie just like tore me up yeah that's super unhealthy yeah but in the beginning you're like you see the characters and you're like oh my gosh this is gonna be so good the between the no but something in the pines oh um terrible movie but also an interesting maybe it is between the pines no no but a place a, between the a, place beyond the pines place right? beyond the pines yeah. yeah titanic he was tatted up that's not right guys. no it's not <laughs> it's like what is the connection there uh anyways That's leo dicaprio good old the other leo. thing i put down for this section would be i think the most common and that is like sex before marriage. The, is that these... not okay? <laughs> oh my gosh! Please don't <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> I won't. But listeners, this is <laughs> this is just how I joke. Yeah. So yes, it's just yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I love the Catholic Church. <laughs> I know Catholic doctrine. We're experts. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to everything that we say. But yes, the se- the culture of sex in today, just like with 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 music that you know, I mean, it's not even today; it's been forever. Just like sex sells type mm. I- ideology, or that sex equals intimacy. That's the biggest one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's really interesting because I think some kids really don't understand that. I know like in what we do in ministry, like why can't I have this kind of relationship before marriage, mm-hmm. even if I know I'm going to marry this person. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I know Chris has talked to me about like how he's had kids. I don't know if it's the kids he's been walking with lately and like getting to go, go to confirmation. I think it might be, but it was, could have been other kids. And they were just like, they understood the concept of, and this is another expectation or things society tells us of like, why it's not allowed why it's not okay to live live together yeah that's the biggest one for me they understood that but they still couldn't understand why you couldn't have sex before marriage and Mm -hmm. he's like how can you say one that makes sense but the other one doesn't yeah that doesn't make sense so what do you mean the other one's bigger for you um just that a lot of the teens that i work with are like why can't we live together yeah or like their parents aren't actually married Mm. and they have like you know five brothers and sisters and it's like just nothing to them you know like they don't even think about it so like then if no one tells them then they'll grow up and like think that that's cool like totally fine so yeah really for them it's less like they think about sex and more like well why is this weird that my parents aren't married or and like we all live together or something like they would never think twice about that why isn't it okay to live together yeah cohabitation hello gordon do you just not know i don't (laughs) i told you i get nervous when it comes to explaining like (laughs) you'd think i would be better about it nothing that we say reflects true church doctrine of the catholic church oh gosh but but our interpretation of it. <laughs> Clint's going to be so mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love you, Clint. No, it is. It's, it, well, like when, when you 
begin to live together it's become it's like in a small physical way of like just how it's going to feel and mm-hmm. uh, it's and it's like you're look. playing house well yeah and then even other people looking looking outside and you 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 now appear as one body mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which doesn't actually happen until the sacrament of marriage yeah so part of it is like because we even listened to this podcast like a long time ago of I think it was a homily by Father Mike Schmitz. No, right. it was just like a, an Ascension Presents thing that was like talking about why I can't spend the night. That was what it was called. Yes, that's right. And his big thing was like, you know, what's your intention? Right. Like, why are you spending the night? Like, right. did you drink a little bit too much and you know that you probably shouldn't have? Like, you could have cut yourself off, but you didn't. And so now you have to stay the night. And, um, and then another was like the big thing that he said was bringing scandal to the gospel and that was like what i felt like you were talking about just now of this like appearance of this is what's happening when no one's around like in the house and you um, you said it too to the <clears throat> fact of your 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 kids in ministry and like seeing right? seeing their parents oh yeah and like as a parent especially you know i know a lot of parents um, and in our parish and just parents in general they're just trying to like check off the sacrament boxes mm-hmm. but they don't realize like when you get baptized like what the priest is saying is like okay you're taking on this role yeah to share the gospel in their lives and to like lead them in this and yeah. so bringing scandal to the gospel which is actually a rule of life for us mm-hmm. uh, we've talked about some of the rule of life on the podcast but rule of life for a door that means like how you're living your life is is conflicting with what the kids are hearing in cate- catechesis and then it's confusing and so when yeah. father mike said that it's like well that's why they don't get why it's a big deal because their parents mm-hmm. are doing this and this and this yeah um, also anything another big one would be near occasion of sin oh yeah if you did understand why sex before marriage was bad but you didn't understand the other and you decided to live together well oh yeah like that would come be on. so hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> the next kind of section in this would be the opposite so from expectations and from what like we see in society or culture you know secular culture modern culture whatever like what's the what's what's the truth you know jesus says i'm the truth the way and the life so what is like the truth when it comes to relationships and we've already established like we're not catechetical experts we're not a amateur theologian like steve or you know i small town kid from Iowa who like loves the catechism and scripture like Clint but we're just like two two ragamuffins that mm-hmm. have kind of figured it out bunch of a-holes with each other yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so I don't know what's would be easier if there's like a truth that you know you're like well I know this is true and this is something that I, if, I, if I was to give like advice this would be it or if you just want to be like well this is not, like this is a relationship I've, I've seen in a film or this is a song I've heard and like the way they talk about <coughs> that is beautiful. Um, mm. I'm sure the easiest example would be Jesus Christ and the church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as, the, as the bridegroom and, and the bride. It. But sometimes that seems to most or to anybody, sometimes it seems like impossible to achieve. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like we're supposed to emulate Christ and you're like, yeah right <laughs> nice try <laughs> but really what's the how do what do i do <laughs> but really like what is love <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you asking me that question what what is love it, yeah well, just like, kind of yeah i was just kind of opening like i can chime in but okay first of all i just realized that we're already on truth and i told myself i would never like do something where we would talk about a topic that's like so huge and only give it like a little bit amount of time because now I feel like we've like barely even like touched anything so yeah this is gonna be a very vague podcast we're not like it's not gonna be it's gonna be a little different uh we're opening a different type of topic it's not one where we just watched something that's two hours long and we can clearly see the themes within that two hour or listen to a song that's only three minutes long and clearly see the themes it's more like dating culture whether Mm -hmm. it's secular culture or 
um, what the church says is, is right or wrong or even just like even yeah. just like Christian dating culture which I know like catching foxes is like really cracking down on right now not in a good or bad way but just like they're talking about it mm-hmm. it's so vague and it's so big that you might listen to this whole podcast and you're like they didn't say anything and that's true we just kind of like are talking about these things um and how i know we feel i just about said them. i would never do a podcast like that or like i would never do something like that because i hate that <laughs> and now i'm doing it so i hate myself <laughs> my a minor example for me would be i th- i thought of captain fantastic and that is a movie I mentioned I've seen before. We haven't like talked about it on this podcast. And so this isn't like a truth to dating or anything, but just like the love of it's about a father whose wife ends up passing away. But like you see bef- before that and then like flashbacks, he raises his kids and even his his wife is with with him they live like off the grid like they don't live in a house they've like built cabins in the wood they're like homeschooling and training everything to where they just grow their own food and all that stuff to where it's probably what they're doing is illegal so it's not good um, because i don't think they're paying tax or anything or people know where they are but he did it because of like mental health issues and all these things in order to foster like a more just better like like environment and place to grow up for his family um and so like the desire of you know kind of what lizzie was saying about the intention was like there but then you kind of see in the movie later on um to go back about like or going like going ahead of like traps we can fall into he, he became prideful in that desire to where when anything exteriorly or through others who thought what what he was doing was wrong um, started to interfere with how he was raising his children or interfere um, if like you know he he didn't want them to ever see movies or like tv and then they end up seeing it like he would you know really strongly pull away from that his pride ended up like making his parenting style like dangerous but what I like said what I see at the core of like in, in his heart and like why he was doing it was 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 beautiful and I think there's something to I guess essentially it goes back to what we were just talking about intention. Like there's the intention with a relationship should be strictly, I guess I'm sounds so cheesy. I'm <laughs> starting to hate this too. Christ's Christ's love and just authentic, mm-hmm. like vulnerable and authentic. So yeah. What, 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 do you, what do you say? What say you? <laughs> Can you tell me what the prompt is again? <laughs> I just got lost in what you were saying. Like I was just listening to what either you're just saying. examples or of of truths opposed to the what culture says and right. kind of like even Catholic culture, right? Like especially so Catholic like, culture. You know, you mentioned aspiring to be this certain way as a girl because of like the princess mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. What's like the actual truth to that? Mm. Wow, you're good at this. It's like you have a podcast it's or like something. Yeah. <laughs> you're hot. <laughs> <laughs> you knew this would happen i I told you i know no i think the biggest truth that i've recognized is i'm trying to think of like well i guess mulan now that i'm older has still helped me but um i think even like you know as like i said as a kid you know you i thought anyway and I'm sure I'm not alone in this thought that you know there's one guy and you know maybe I should be this way and maybe I should be this way because not only you know I realize I'm talking from a woman's perspective but I'm sure like men relate to this too just in a different way and you know you just have this these things that are thrown at you from you know friends or even if you have a crush on someone and you realize like oh they don't have a crush on you but they have a crush on your friend who is this way so you know slowly you might start acting like your friend because you want them to like you but just I guess the big thing that if I could tell girls is like a huge thing for me that was so freeing when I discovered it is like 
femininity looks different. And, you know, for a long time, I wondered, like, you know, am I feminine? Like, what even is femininity? And I tried to go into the catechism and just, like, wish that the catechism said something about what femininity is. Because even, you know, JP2's letter to women was beautiful and great and, like, so encouraging. And he talks about, like, the feminine genius. Um, And if you're a woman and you haven't read it, you know, you could find, like, excerpts of it and it'll still be like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I needed to hear. But this idea that femininity is just this specific way of being is just a total... Uh -uh. Like, it's not true. And you might be wondering, like, what does this have to do with, like, dating and stuff? But, like, really if we as women don't embrace who we are mm-hmm. like how can we expect yeah to know that someone is embracing us for who we are right. if we can't do it in ourselves so just this like realization that you know i saw mulan and thought like wow she's amazing like and she's so beautiful and it wasn't even just that like the cartoon she's just so pretty but like it was really for me that she was so fierce and like I just related so much more to her and I just felt so much more connected to her and it like when I embraced that about myself and embraced who I was fully I just experienced how beautiful God created me to be and all of us yeah um, you and I have talked about before just together how we both growing up because i think the same thing happens with what masculinity is Mm -hmm. um, and how we like questioned along the way our femininity or masculinity like well does that mean i'm this way yeah this is how i am versus yeah and and i just two things i want to say here one i know it's kind of always hard when you hear because i feel like we're just one of the three like vocational panels right now talking mm-hmm. to the masses doing this kind of thing um i know it's always hard you're like well y- you don't get it because you guys have found each other and now you're getting married and i'm single so it's not it's not the same it's different and it's i don't like, blame anyone for saying that because i used to say that all I the time that way too <laughs> and I, I know it's also cheesy we're like well we've been there we get it but yeah um so i know sort of I, I I understand, but I know I also can't understand because everyone's situation is different. Yeah. But there is something really powerful what you said because I think at its core what, what we're saying is it gets confusing when we feel called to uh, the vocation to like or to try to even just figure out if that's a vocation. We're like I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna see if I can pursue dating to see if that works. And one, don't overthink it. Don't like if dating's aren't working out. You're like, well, I guess I'm not called to this. That's not how it works. Two, it just gets confusing because, you know, we see, uh, I, I I can see men where relationships are working out for them, and then and then I look at me and I'm like, oh, I'm so different. Maybe that's why. And then girls can do the same thing. I see girls can probably see other girls that relationships are working out for and they look at themselves and they're different and you're like okay maybe that's why versus you're dating a whole bunch and then it's not working out and then you're like reflecting on it and you're like well maybe it's because of this or because of this or because of this and it's all like labels it's all words mm-hmm. and things that we're like trying to pinpoint and change and fix and what you just said was it boils down to identity Mm-hmm. And we're trying to create like an identity. It's like, okay, what kind of identity do I, th- does the ideal guy or girl in my head yeah, what do they want, want? Yeah. versus who am I? Yeah. And so what you said was good of like, I know it's probably like, why is this how this is about dating? It's because it comes down to your, That's the you, core. you know who your identity is and your identity is what you said, like who Christ made you to be. Yeah. And honestly, if you if you kind of can realize that and accept it and love it, then just like it says in scripture, like there's this light in us that like shines out mm-hmm. and that's where the attraction will, mm-hmm. will be seen. And, and, and if you're actually feel called to that, it'll, it'll happen. Yeah. And, and yeah. And, um, I just want to like go back to Mulan cause a lot of what you were saying is like, this is a Mulan exactly, episode now. <laughs> I know I was like, Oh, we're just going to talk. I'm just going to talk about Mulan the whole time. But you know, something about Mulan that I found so particular was that, she didn't have a guy like 
who was trying to save her. Like, it was all about Mulan discovering, like, you know, when will my reflection show who I really am inside? Like, she wanted to see who she was, and she wanted to be able to express that to the world and, you know, have this freedom to do so in a culture that was telling her she couldn't do that. Um, Right. And it's exactly what we're both saying is like she was looking at her identity and um and i think like what i found so beautiful about her was that she did regardless of what society said she did what she knew she should do and it was like you know this that's <laughs> this call of God, like, you know, we're supposed to embrace like who we are. Like he created us to be this specific way. And, you know, people see that. And that's why I thought she was so beautiful because I knew that she did embrace it. And so it's just this like hope found there for people who are like, Oh, well, like, will someone love me? It's like, well, yeah, I'm sure there are people who already love you. Just maybe not in the way that you think you need to be or want to be loved but but also just like people will see it you know they'll see you fully embracing yourself and this freedom of yeah like I do talk a lot and like that's not bad like that's me like that's part of that's part of what I do that's not me but that's just kind of what I do and that's fine that's great um this is yeah. a good this is a good segue because one thing I think that's important with the example of Mulan is I I think what she was fulfilling in her identity wasn't out of I mean it, it was and wasn't. So it wasn't out of, you know, sometimes people tell you you can't do this and so you do it to mm. like prove them wrong. Yeah. And so she was tr- sort of trying to prove them wrong in a way but she was really doing it because she knew in her core, like that's who she was and she was going to be a fake version of herself or a false version. And so she was doing it because she's like, this is just who I am. And like, I hope you can come to see that, but I'm not doing it just like to spite you. And so there's a difference with like, don't, don't like, you know, if, if you're going to be like, people look down on like these aspects of me and it's not working out but i'm going to be this way to spite them then it comes off really harsh right rather yeah. than like like we said earlier like all authentic mm-hmm. of like this is who you are yeah um so this is kind of the last bit that i kind of want to get into with this which is probably part something we can go into forever but like traps that we can fall into mm. when it comes into just like relationships and dating the first one that comes to mind is probably something you might already be thinking or you've thought before just because we keep using this term like called into this vocation um mm-hmm. and i think it's one is vocations <laughs> of like marriage you know the, the big vocation so mm-hmm. marriage uh, priest, priesthood religious life consecrated single life and one you're like well how do i know like i shouldn't date if i don't know which one i'm called into etc 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 and I mentioned it, I don't know if it was on the previous podcast, I think it was, or it was on two two ago with Clint. And I said, like, God works with our desires. So mm-hmm. if you're like, I want to date somebody, like I wanted, I don't, I, I don't want to be a priest. Like I, this is what I really want. Okay, well, there's something to that. <laughs> I'm not telling you, I'm not telling anybody that heard that, yeah. like you're called into that, but I'm telling you like, walk that path a little mm-hmm. bit because God like works with it and like it plays with our desires. He, yeah. he kind of places desires in our heart. Um, and so like, maybe there's something to that. Maybe, you know, maybe he wants you to date. So you realize like, yes, this is for me. Or maybe he wants you to date. So you realize, whoa, this isn't for me. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of stories of priests who like were in relationships right before they joined the priesthood. Yeah. But it's like, don't avoid doing anything because you don't know what to do Mm -hmm. um so you're like well this is what i want to do well then go yeah that's that that's where that's where you need to start um so it's one trap but do you have others yeah but i kind of want to add on to what you said because yeah just this idea that 
like it it's kind of a different trap but it also kind of like falls into what you're saying is this idea that you know sometimes people get scared when they it when they like first have their conversion or first have that like testimony Mm. moment quote unquote and they get scared because they have this moment of like god gives them this desire to love him in a radical way yeah just be like super holy yeah and so then they're like oh my gosh like maybe i should be a priest or maybe i should be a nun totally and they freak out or they get upset or they get angry or whatever because they're like wait but like i i've never thought about this before and like maybe this means like i need to do it right now (laughs) like yeah or like like, in the next couple years like i'm gonna be for 10 years and i just now realize yeah (laughs) yeah and you know like maybe that's true like maybe not in the he wants you to do it right away but you know maybe eventually you will be a priest or a nun or get married and maybe you've never thought about getting married that's that was kind of me a little bit and just this like fear that it's all immediate like that it's gonna happen right then or you need to do it right then or start right then like um it's like what you said about the desires you know we get these desires and it's they're good and it's fine um we don't need to (laughs) freak out and think that we need to do them right away because we don't it's it takes time you know you won't even become a priest for another like 10 years (laughs) that's probably really loud sorry um but there's time and what is it we talked about this before like joining seminary isn't you saying i'm going to be a priest yeah joining seminary is you saying like maybe i'm called to be a priest so i want help and better and Mm -hmm. deeper discernment Mm -hmm. to figure this out yeah and sometimes people don't even get into seminary they go and try to apply and go the interview and everything and they don't get in and if you find that you have that happen to you and you still feel this like actually but like i still want to do this like there you go like that's another step in your discernment like um and it's the same with dating like dating is going on a date for marriage it's not like you're going on a date and that means you're gonna marry this person it's like no i'm going on a date because this person seemed really cool and i want to get to know them better i just think like date has been really this word date has been like i don't i don't even know how to describe it but it's not it's not a crazy thing and i i can say like from personal experience that it can be scary and i know that it's scary sometimes um but one of the best pieces of advice that I ever got was do it scared because and I was actually just praying about this recently um it was a quote that was like uh courage is and I'm sure someone will know and I'm sure I'm gonna botch it I'm gonna pull a Steve Sherman courage is not the absence of fear it's this is a quote from Lizzie because I don't remember any of the other quotes. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's doing it anyway. It's embracing the fear and doing it in fear. Yeah. And yeah, I just think that's that's the biggest trap is just getting caught in this idea that it, it needs to happen like right now. Like once I get this desire, it's like, yeah, the courage, the cowardly lion from, Wizard of Oz is like the perfect example of the virtue of courage mm-hmm. because he's still afraid, but he still makes it to the wizard mm-hmm. and he gets the medal of courage because that's not like, you know, he c- should have and could have told Dorothy, no, I'm not going with mm-hmm. you. I'm too afraid. Yeah. But he didn't. It's and also, <laughs> I thought you were going to say courage, the cowardly dog. Like, oh. he's so scared all the time, but, but he, still he does always crazy does stuff it. And saves the day. And he loves M- Muriel. That's why he does everything. Exactly. Yeah. He does it all the time. It's just this, like, crazy thing of, like, love and just choosing to do it. 
for the sake of others and yeah yeah uh yeah most of what i have down in this section is overthinking and that (laughs) that, what you said was one of them like you know Mm. don't treat date don't treat a date as like marriage Marriage. but on the flip side and this is i mean this goes for anybody i'm gonna point it towards the guys but girls can ask guys out too so this goes for either be specific with the words you use when (laughs) you ask when you ask somebody out like (laughs) it's true no i know it's just funny because i've had these experiences of like what even is this yeah so if you don't want it to be a date yet you're like i want it maybe i want to take him on a date but i i don't know let's get together then we're like hey would you want to get coffee sometime get to know each other or would you want to like hang out sometime so whatever or just if there's like in your social situation go and like talk to them get to know them but as soon as you're like okay i want to like take them out on a date in order to see if like this is something that i want to keep doing in order to see if like we should get in a relationship in order to see if we should get married like those are steps like that not like you the first time you ask her a date it's because of marriage don't think that right. way but it's because you want to see if it would lead to the next step which you want to see which in that step you're like okay we'll just lead to the next step you need to be like hey do you want to go on a date and say the word date because if they don't know or if it wasn't communicated then you're at this thing someone doesn't know how to act like should i share this about myself in order for them to like help uh, discern the pursuit or should i not because i don't know if this is a date then it's gonna get confusing and it's probably not gonna go well or it's you're just going to not be you're going to leave and you'll be like hmm I don't know that was confusing like I need to go on another date and then you're still not specific about mm. it it's just mm-hmm. like when you say date then the, everyone knows both parties know and you can show up and kind of like do the whole date stuff like hey this is who I am this is well, my family life was like this is interests and you're like oh, okay and it's it's just yeah so that's one thing but it's not immediate marriage um, another thing is goes back to what Lizzie said about like there's like one person you're going to meet and uh, this is one we've seen a lot in Downton Abbey lately Um, there's one character her name is Mary and in the beginning she was going to be betrothed to this guy named Matthew who was the heir to Downton but he was kind of not as wealthy as or like not like not in the top class um and so at first she said, no, like, I'm not marrying him. Like, he can be the heir, but I don't want to marry him just so that our family sticks with the heir. And so she said no. And then as he started living in Downton, she actually, like, fell in love with him. And then she said yes, but then Matthew said no because you're being too confusing, like we just talked about, and, like, playing with me. Okay, uh, we just took a small break, so I'm sure I will have inserted some kind of break tune. A bunch of farts. No, like <laughs> a fart farting of the uh, uh, like national anthem or something. Star Spangled Banner. Is that the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways. We're American. <laughs> I was talking about uh, Matthew and Mary and... Mm-hmm. The whole thing. And it, long story short, they ended up getting together and then he passes away. Spoiler alert. But this show's been out forever. And now she's like, she's like three guys pursuing her. And she's like allowing them to pursue her. Yeah. But she's not telling any of them like yes or no, nor is she like seriously discerning because she doesn't, she's afraid that if she says yes to one and she should have been with the other or yes to one and then doesn't work out yes the other neither work out that like she's wasting her time and like she's trying to find the like if she's going to be married again it needs to be with like the perfect situation the perfect person and i think that is a trap we could fall into uh, where we're not necessarily you know we're we're window shopping but we're not dating because Mm -hmm. we're like okay well from the window surface doesn't seem like someone i want to be with 
Yeah. And so I'm going to wait until I find someone. Or And that's not fair to anyone. Nope. Or we're dating and we're allowing some of the smallest things like like I mentioned to Lizzie before the podcast started like he or she was perfect in every way but he had dirty fingernails mm. and whoever I'm going to marry whoever I'm going to end up with is not going to have <laughs> dirty fingernails um yeah so that was just one thing I, I really want to talk about because we were watching Downton Abbey last night and I was like this just that's just what she's dealing with and it's it's silly but I think it's very very common especially in christian culture of like Mm -hmm. dating culture because it is a vocation because dating is something that's taken a little more seriously than in secular culture yeah that we just we overthink the whole thing yeah do you have anything to say on that or no you don't have to i do well i do actually want to say i thought of something so i have a friend who for a really long time she felt like she was supposed to be married like she really wanted to be married really wanted to be in a relationship um and she was going on a lot of dates she was trying you know she was putting herself out there and was getting really discouraged because she was like i'm it's not like i'm not trying you know like it's not like i'm not putting myself out there and i think a trap that we can fall into is well maybe it's not gonna happen because i'm like trying but like it's just not happening yet and I just I wanted to bring that up because I think it's just something that you know happens a lot and I think that there are girls out there who are like well I'm making myself available and it's just not happening Mm -hmm. um and to that trap of like this idea that you know I'm trying but it's not working I would say like okay well then just take a break like you don't need to do it for a while um you know it's it maybe it's not working because you just you know just just think about it like take a second you know take a break for a while yeah just enjoy your life where you're at right now like it's it's just this idea that like we should go seeking um dates or we should we really need to put ourselves out there but it's like well what what do i want to do right. like do i want to go and be on bumble or tinder or whatever and like be looking for dates or would i rather like go to the movies <laughs> or like do things that i just enjoy and then i'll just enjoy my life um because it's just this idea of like I need to make sure that my my heart and eyes are open to someone Mm -hmm. um when in reality it's like God just asks us to be um just be who we are and live our lives (laughs) like do what we enjoy go places that we want to go um and we'll meet people you know we always do so it'll happen and just this idea that you know we have to be looking we have to be open we have to go places to put ourselves out there it's just like it's one thing if you're not doing it because you're afraid um and you're living out of that fear but it's another if you're like no i just don't feel like doing that so i'm not gonna do it yeah yeah i think uh on the other side of that something i would speak into that person would be like you know like anything everything begins with prayer and so like what is what is god telling you in prayer because i think the the cheesy line that god has a plan god like knows what's in store for you if he's going to call you into something he's not only going to like lay it out for you but he's going to shape you Mm -hmm. and the only way he can shape you is if you're like praying daily or you know praying multiple days a week and like receiving what he has to say to you which usually when god speaks to you in prayer he's challenging you to change or to live something out and it's like he's chipping away these things and perfectly shaping you so if if he, if he is calling you in this thing but you're not really praying and you're not allowing him to change you then then you know maybe that's another it could be another possibility of why mm-hmm. things because he's like well it'll work it'll it'll happen when like 
I've, I've, I've completely finished shaping you into how I want you to be and to be yeah. ready for this moment. Yeah. And so it's like, um, don't get, like she said, don't get discouraged, go live and go like, that's what it's going to happen. If you go and like feed on your desires of like, mm-hmm. I enjoy hiking. I enjoy doing yeah. this thing and you might meet someone along the way, but also God's, you're going to allow God to shape you within those desires and, yeah. and joys in your life. Yeah. Um, so do the things you enjoy, but also pray and listen to God because he's, he's preparing you for the little V's and the capital V like vocations. Mm-hmm. Like he's preparing you for all these things, um, which goes into my, like one, one of the last traps. I'm not going to speak the one I mentioned to you cause that's a whole other tangent, but <laughs> another trap um, comes from like one of my favorite movies, garden state. And in the end, after he came, came home, met this girl, they kind of fell in love and he's, he's leaving. He's like, I gotta go. Cause like, I can't just like uproot everything and like free for you like I still have stuff to finish and all these things so it's like a parabola like we met I'm gonna go do my life you're gonna do yours and we're gonna meet again and then in the end he runs and he's like no that's stupid I don't want to do that like I do want to uproot everything for you and so I think there's this idea that when we do meet someone and it feels like the wrong time but the person that we met seems perfect like there should be discernment in that, but um, the conf- what am I trying to say here? Do you know what I'm trying to say here? Like choosing not to pursue someone if if there is like this actual like kind of call to that person, like to seem perfect mm-hmm. because of circumstance. What would the circumstance be? Uh, career, uh, location. I I don't know. Like, or even small circumstances. It's just like mm. I'm just too busy. Like. Uh, I'm, I need to finish college first and mm. then yeah. this, or yeah. I need, I need to do this okay, first and then I can do this. Yeah. But like, you know, God's plans don't align with our plans. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> so I think a trap could be both. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to find the person first and then I'll go do this in my life. So what you were just saying, like, yeah. don't just pursue dating, do this. But the flip side is also possible too of the trap of like saying, um, I'm not going to date or I, I'm like, you know, you meet someone that's perfect. I'm like, I can't, I'm going to have to say no because of all this. Mm-hmm. There are true circumstances. Like, you know, don't just move to China for someone. Yeah. You know, don't just quit your job and change jobs or something. But mm-hmm. there are circ- circumstances like, you know, I know a big one for, especially talking about like vocation, like for marriage, we're like, we're going to finish school first and then get married. Mm-hmm. And if that, if you both discern that together and, and you like, you're talking about it, great. But if you're like not talking about it and she's waiting and you're just like, well, I am going to propose, but right. I'm going to wait, but she doesn't know that then like, Oh, I could not do that. You know what I mean? Smack that person. So just face. this trap of like our time versus God's time versus what, what we expect is supposed to happen versus what's going to happen. And yeah. And another thing, like just to add on that, I have a friend she's one of my bridesmaids actually but she once told me I was talking to her about just where I'm living and like my living situation at the time and she asked me if I wanted to move out and you know who I would who my dream roommates would be and why I haven't like pursued anything or tried looking for it and I was like I don't know everything else just seems so much more immediate just yeah it's just kind of in my face And she really challenged me because she was like, I don't think that's true, though. Like, you could make the time to do it. We we can make the time. It's just, do we want, do we care enough? Like, are we going to take that risk to do it? And, you know, that's a whole other thing is, you know, love is not just like, it's not easy. Like, we all know that. Um but it's definitely risk all the time. <laughs> um, and so just to add into that of, like, if you want it to happen, like, you can do that. You can make it happen. You just, we just need to decide we're going to make it happen. Yep. And that plays into the last podcast me and Clint just recorded about just our journey and it's this adventure that we talk about, the theme of our podcast, uh, you know, the welcome to the adventure of just, like, when we do the better thing, 
Oh, no, that was not on our podcast. <laughs> I'm thinking about this book we've been reading. We've been reading a book, Return of the Prodigal Son. And he talks about how oh. when you go out and do the radical love of the father, mm-hmm. it's riskier. And what the enemy wants to tell you is that because of our fears, like the, the enemy is telling us that our cal- the calculated cost of the risk is what it is and so it's more comfortable and safer to not do something Mm -hmm. so like when you're doing something that is true and good it's going to be a risk whereas if you're doing something that's not necessarily true or good or or you're you're being lukewarm usually you're comfortable you're safe and so um that goes in line with this whole this whole episode of just like you know when when we're actively pursuing a vocation or just discerning like going in seminary or or dating Mm -hmm. Um, it's risky, and, yeah. and if you're not, and you feel comfortable and safe, then that's there's another maybe there's nothing nothing wrong with what you're doing, but like to maybe sit and pray for a second with like what we said at the beginning, the intention of why you're choosing to be comfortable and safe with where you're at. So that's it. I don't really want to have a challenge for you guys because I don't want to like challenge you in that way. But I guess the biggest thing I would probably say for you this week because I don't know what you guys do with these challenges would be just to sit in prayer at least once this week, um, kind of one holy hour, I would say, um, in front of the blessed sacrament or not, and just kind of, kind of do like a, an examine or just kind of ask God or, or journal just where you are in this journey going off of like last week's episode, not in like dating necessarily, but just like with just where are you and whether it's vocationally or just, in life, are you doing what your heart desires? Whether, like Lizzie said, that's just like, I, I desire to go to a movie once a week, or I desire to hang out with friends. Um, are you doing that? Are you do, are you, are you f- where you're at with your work or all these things? Are those like all in line with your desires? If yes, well then what is God like guiding and shaping and leading you into? Maybe like if, if you don't know, then ask God to reveal that to you. If not, if you're not, with your desires why not where where, what is your desires and why um and and lastly just like yeah like what what's with with this with the desires in your heart whether you're there or not there what would you need to do to get there and what's probably going to get in the way like kind of like sit with those questions and and ruminate that's a word Mm -hmm. right ruminate in 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 those so um, that's what i have uh do you have any shout outs you don't have to. Um, no. I had a challenge, oh. but I don't want to. Go ahead. You're welcome to add a challenge. Okay. So I guess I just my bad. felt. No, no, no. It's okay. I, I like prayed when we first started this, like interiorly and was like, come Holy Spirit. So I'm just going to say it because it might be, I don't know. One thing that I would say to like, don't. <laughs> I really don't think you should do both of these challenges like at all like the one that i'm about to say and gordon's yeah um but i want to say it just in case this one tugs at your heart and you're like "Ooh, that kind of feels uncomfortable like maybe i should do that one um something that i said earlier when i was talking about mulan and just kind of specifically like the femininity thing but also just really in general as a person like looking at going into your holy hour and asking god to show you how he sees you Hmm. how he sees you individually and along with your brothers and sisters our brothers and sisters um but really asking him to show you how he sees you um because maybe you are someone that you know you'll hear this podcast and you'll hear Gordon's challenge and be like that's a great challenge but like I am really struggling with like this dating thing and like just freaking out about it and and I think it can be really encouraging to ask God to just love us in those times and so yeah maybe you are really discouraged or maybe you're just in a place in general in your life where you're just unhappy and you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like Ugh, like I wish I was somewhere else or someone else and 
so just my challenge once again is to go into adoration or just I would say into adoration um, or in a quiet place and just say God I want to see myself the way that you see me um, and love myself the way that you love me and yeah that's it beautiful you said no shout outs oh no okay <laughs> that's always like the weirdest part you're like oh, i know i don't no. yeah uh my mom <laughs> your mom if she's listening i don't know if my mom listens you. but do you do you want to plug yourself where can these people find you or no <laughs> <laughs> do you want you want more followers on Instagram? I really wish I could make something up like Adore forward I slash support. Don't Lizzie ever Ren. Oh yeah. If you I'm an Adore missionary. <laughs> but so am I, so Yeah, but I'm better, so <laughs> Um, so if you want to support me, um or really if you just wanna know like what I do in my mission and what it looks like, um my email is Lizzie at adoreministries.com. Um, Lizzie, IE. In the show notes, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Lizzie, IE. Yeah, because people ask, like. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just a funny way to say it. But really, if you want to know anything about my mission, I'm in the Fifth Ward in Cashmere Gardens at Our Lady of Sorrows. Um, it's a really special place to me. So if you just want to know anything about it, email me. But don't try to hit on me. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta say that, okay? Because my voice might sound really attractive, like your voice does. Yeah. You have such a. <laughs> I can tell you, no one has ever tried to hit on me through our podcast. Email. Not through the podcast email. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that's that. Uh, thank you for being on, and thanks for listening. And we will see you guys next week. Amen. <laughs>